Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. I appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter. They journey. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 9, and it was verse 3 that resonated with me. King David asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Today's podcast is entitled, Grace for the Lame. In the small community where Wendy and I live is a local nonprofit organization that serves adults who are both physically and mentally challenged. Many of these adults live on their own or they live in local group homes with some oversight. They have a tremendous amount of autonomy. They work locally and learn to live as independently as possible. And so if you spend any amount of time in our town, you will eventually meet and interact with a number of them. I've always found it a unique aspect of our community that we collectively (laughs) embrace and assist them. Just a few weeks ago, one of our special neighbors approached Wendy uptown and asked her for a ride. And of course, she drove him to the store, even though it was out of her way and didn't fit her schedule. Years ago, our daughter Taylor was serving a mission in Morocco she and a teammate connected with a local center that served handicapped children, and they spent time serving at the center and loving the children. Through her eyes and stories, Wendy and I learned how different the experience can be for those with disabilities in other cultures. Families are often ashamed of their disabled children, and the culture makes an effort to hide them away from public view. Little assistance is provided for the centers that serve the disabled or those who are caretakers. And I'm sure that Taylor and her team were an amazing blessing to the children and the administrators of the center where they volunteered. I thought about these contrasting experiences when reading about David's kindness to Jonathan's lame son, Mephibosheth. I'm quite certain that a lame man in David's day was far more likely to experience the shaming derision of the community like Taylor experienced in Morocco rather than the community embrace that our town attempts to give to the adults from the local center. Mephibosheth's personal shame and self-condemnation are apparent from the moment he opens his mouth. He says, quote, what is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? End quote. David's grace to the lame son of his late friend reminded me this morning of the grace that Jesus has offered me. I am spiritually lame in so many ways. I am undeserving of the king's favor, and yet I am invited daily to his table to enjoy provision and relationship, healing and encouragement, strength, most of all, forgiveness and grace. So today I'm thinking about the grace David showed Mephibosheth, the grace Jesus has shown me. And as I start this work week, I think about how can I pay it forward in a tangible way with those who are in my spheres of influence. I hope you have a great day today, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vander. appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We are in Zephaniah chapter 1, and it was verse 15 that resonated. It says, 
That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Today's podcast is entitled Doom and Gloom from Zeph to CBS. Wendy and I start most mornings with coffee, breakfast, and the newspaper. Well, the online newspaper. We read through the news, we discuss world events, we talk about the elections and the latest prognostications from modern-day prophets on the editorial pages. More often than not, we chuckle at the horror, the doom, and the gloom that we find there. You know, there's something innately human about the way humans flock to bad news. News outlets know that we, like lemmings, will be drawn to blood. For example, 10 dead in the latest rampage. And fear. For example, study shows water will kill you. Publications on the left know that their readers are motivated by fear of the right. For example, Ted Cruz wants to arm babies. And publications on the right know that readers are motivated by fear of the left. For example, Hunter's Laptop gave ISIS our nuclear protocols. What's more, fear generates clicks and draws viewers, which in turn generates advertising dollars. And fear creates lucrative financial opportunities. For example, do cell phones breed brainworms? Congress earmarks millions to fund research. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. The ancient prophets were also doom and gloomers. Read today's chapter and it's enough to motivate a call to your physician for a prescription of Zoloft. The scenes of devastation that Zephaniah picture are horrific, much like the scenes of devastation described by CBS Sunday morning and their predictions of the earthquake, the big one that will someday hit the Pacific Northwest. The thing is, there is a seed of truth in the doom and gloom. Read the historic accounts of Judah's siege and devastating defeat to the Babylonians, and all of a sudden, Zephaniah seems fairly prescient. When you think about 15,000 dead in the Japanese earthquake and tsunami a few years ago, the predictive doom and gloom for Seattle and Portland become maybe just a bit more than mere yellow journalism. The truth is that history is full of tragedy, destruction, war, famine, suffering, and death. It has always been part of the human experience and the side of eternity it always will be. The question is not whether bad things will happen but how I will respond when they do. Now, I can obsess in fear about what might happen in the future, or I can be wise in how I walk life's journey on this day. I can choose to focus on anxiety-producing what-ifs regarding tomorrow, or I can choose to focus on being a person of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness today. So in the quiet this morning, on this day, I'm focused on Jesus' words from Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. 
Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderbilt. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey. We're in Zephaniah chapter 2. It was verse 3 that jumped off the page at me this morning. It says simply, seek righteousness, seek humility. And that is the podcast's title this morning. Seek righteousness, seek humility. I have been making my plodding, repetitive trek through God's message for over 40 years now. And one of the fascinating things I've experienced is the way in which it always seems to meet me right where I am on life's road. The message doesn't change, but I change. My waypoint and the journey changes each time I return to a book or a chapter or verse. I get something new out of it each time. Like most Americans, I am finding myself continually caught off guard by our current political landscape. Man, never experienced anything like it and find myself scratching my head daily at the headlines. Perhaps that's why Zephaniah's admonishment jumped off the page this morning. I acutely feel the desire to find more individuals on every gradient of the political spectrum who honestly and sincerely are seeking to do the right thing while at the same time seeking humility in their quest. It's easy to find arrogance. It's easy to find insults hurled at others. It's easy to find trash talking and people screaming at each other at the same time, by the way, from opposite sides of any issue. We have these things in abundance. Today, in the quiet this morning, what I find myself seeking are people willing to have respectful dialogue willing to humbly listen to other opinions, willing to agree to disagree, and willing to hammer out compromises. Of course, I can't control political parties or candidates or news channels. I can only control my own thoughts, words, actions, relationships. And so I'll continue to seek to do the right thing. And I will persevere in trying to choose humility each and every day. I hope you're well, wherever this finds you, my friend. Have a good one. We'll finish up Zephaniah tomorrow.